0: all right all right everybody welcome welcome it is very exciting to have all of you here listening my name is Joes, and i'm with my man abood yo, yo what's up y'all
1: my name is abdullah but everyone calls me abood aka boots aka
0: 3bod 3bod boys Man, it's been a minute, huh? It's been a minute, innit. it?
1: How long we've been talking about this?
0: <laughs> Honestly, man, I think it goes back all the way to summer 2019. So almost probably this time last year, maybe earlier. Probably, probably this time last year. Craziest thing, guys. Uh, me and Abud, we've been friends for quite a while. Uh, suddenly we got closer the last couple of years. And... <clears throat> and one year I was having an internship somewhere in Atlanta. Also, we're from Atlanta, in case you guys didn't know. Um we're having an internship somewhere in Atlanta. And I convinced him to let me live at his place for a while. Uh we to this day we still call that that summer the Spider Man Summer.
1: Spider Man Summer. The Spider
0: Man Summer. That was that was a great one, huh? Yeah, I think it was a
1: time uh Spider, uh, The video game Spider-Man was super, super popular, and we decided (laughs) we had both our consoles, both our TVs set up in the same exact room, and we would play the game and try to beat the game mission by
0: mission together, and that was so fun. That was fun, dude. Uh, But anyways, back to our intro. Sorry, we got sidetracked in there for a second. Uh, My name is Jose. I go by Joe's. Fun story. I'll probably tell it someday. Uh... My other friend right here is Abdullah. He goes by Abud. Uh, we're both from, uh, we're both actually from different countries. We currently live uh, in Metro Atlanta. We've been international students since 2015. And if you're listening to this episode, you probably know us. So, hi. And if you don't, that's pretty exciting. Welcome. Uh, we're very happy to have you. And we've been looking forward to making this thing happen right now. And it it is very exciting, man. Uh, About anything else you want to bring up for our intro, for first ever intro?
1: Yeah, I mean, all it took was a global pandemic to get this thing working, right?
0: (laughs) Honestly, dude, it's like we've been talking about this for so long, but I guess it gets to a point where we are so bored that it's just like, let's just make a freaking podcast and actually freaking make it, you know? started off as a joke joe's would always bring it up but you
1: know what a global pandemic really makes you self reflect and uh, you know you just have time for things that you didn't think you had time for
0: i know man but honestly it like the idea literally popped on my head because on your student apartment uh like a real nice student apartment also uh you had literally a living room and like a whole like half the apartment was empty like where the dining room, I guess, was supposed to be, it was just empty, absolutely nothing. And now this empty space was actually next to the only window in the whole freaking apartment. So every time I would look at it, I would just think about just putting a table, putting two chairs, and setting up a podcast.
1: Oh, but, oh, you're
0: talking about that space in the back by the window? That, that, that space, oh, okay. I, I just, I just could never take my mind away from it. It's just like, bro, like this space is so empty; it's perfect for a podcast,
1: right? Right, yeah. Honestly, I'm glad that we did this, man. But uh, I think we're overstretching an intro, man. Let's dive in straight to what we kind of want to talk about, which is something that I've even touched on earlier. Is it took a global pandemic to make this happen? Exactly. And honestly, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but this global pandemic, really, you know, it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call it. Good I'm not going to call it bad. it is more bad than good, but it has done some good at least for me and I'm sure it has done some good in the sense that staying home really gives you some time to I don't want to say reevaluate your life but just kind of figure out what what your priority what your priorities are and uh, really it g- gave me to do it gave me time to do a lot of things that I thought that I didn't have time for. And uh, like this podcast, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I feel that, but like it's very um, again, like first first things first. Uh, yeah, it's it's a terrible situation to be in, but at the same time, you know, we have to take the best with what we got. Make it again. Isn't it? it Is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, We just we just have to make the best out of the situation. Uh, like I would mention, um, this is the perfect opportunity to do those things we've been meaning to do, um, and we've 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 wanted to make this podcast for the longest time, and and I guess from bad luck or good luck, whatever you want to call it, this thing is happening, and we're finally having a moment to actually make it happen, you know, right, and. The other thing uh, I wanted to bring about is is how with all this time, uh, we're expected to be more productive. And it's funny that you mentioned it because you actually had the time to like do all these things you've been meaning to do. And I just feel the opposite way. You know, I feel like now with all this time, I feel like I just don't actually have time. Um, especially, wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I
1: heard that right. With yeah. all this time. You don't think that you have time with all this time? Please, I don't think I have time. I beg you, please elaborate.
0: The way I say this, I'm a very um, um, a schedule slash planning slash uh, routine kind of person. So, whenever something stro- whenever something throws me off of that routine, I start to delve into a, bu- a lot of very uh, unhealthy behaviors especially um when it comes to productivity because when i know when i know i'm going to when i know i have things to do and when i know how my day schedule around these things i have to do i can i, I can adic- adequately fit, uh, fit the things i want to do into my day but when you have a global pandemic putting everybody at home uh shoving them down in a desk in their house Working from home, with the teams closed, with the restaurants closed, um, with pretty much nothing like pretty much nothing to do, and like the advice to stay home, it becomes very difficult to come up with a routine.
1: I mean, I get I, I get what you're trying to say. At the same time, I'm I'm the type of guy that I've been living a routine for a while, and this was a great way to kind of leave the routine. My own my only negative aspect of staying at home was honestly I was working from home for a period of time and I lost track of what day it was honestly I didn't to know. this
0: day. I still lose track to what day it was I wasn't sure if it was a Thursday or a Wednesday today
1: I didn't know whether it was a Saturday or a Thursday honestly a weekend didn't matter anymore it didn't have the same kind of meaning that it did because I mean at the at the same time I was already at home and in the weekend you look forward to being at home and it really depends on your occupation and really what your job entails. If your job is very, if your job is very, uh, I guess, computer oriented where you need to have access to a computer, then yeah, you would probably have to sit at home. If you have a job where you're in sales or you really just need to have your phone next to you and be answering calls or making calls, then honestly, I think this uh, quarantine period was for you. reason I'm say that it gave me a lot of time to reflect on myself was it gave me time to do some research about things I didn't know about. Investing, uh, real estate, stocks, foreign exchange, all this kind of stuff, which I don't want to get into detail.
0: It sounds um, like you like money.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean... You start you know you graduate college, you get a job, you're making money, you know, and this was this came at a perfect time because you just started working, and I know a lot of college students straight out of college just blow out those paychecks, do mm-hmm. some fun things. the fact that this was this kind of allowed us to sit at home and force us not to go out. it really helped the saving process and you know coming out of the, really
0: like putting things into perspective, right?
1: yeah, coming out of the lockdown you look at your bank account, you have all this money saved because you didn't go out to bars, you didn't go to restaurants much, you didn't you know you just did basic groceries, you didn't spend yeah. money on much gas uh,
0: yeah, and it's also like worth pointing out that like we're in a very like lucky position to actually be in a point where we're coming out of this, even with more money than if we were not while there's other people like struggling
1: the unemployment was crazy during this time and you know my heart goes for everyone who kind of lost their jobs during this
0: period you know but yeah man uh, i i feel what you're saying about just coming out of this with money um it makes you reflect on let's say those four years
1: of college all that going out all that spending uh yeah all that spending that we you know we did on stupid things and that seemed meaningful at the time i'm not I'm not gonna say I'm regretting it or uh or anything like that. I'm just saying that uh maybe I could have put my funds, which were much less than they are now it, it's funny because we made less yet spent more, and now you make more and spend less, but I can't help but think had this pandemic hit. Uh, you know, a little bit later than it did, like maybe next year, the year after, would we have been blowing our money on the same stuff that we were blowing on in college?
0: That's a good question to ask, man.
1: You know, like maybe we're like, okay, I have all this money saved up from staying at home and doing very minimal spending coming out of the lockdown or the quarantine period when you see yourself having so much money, I don't know about you, but it makes me cheaper, you know, it makes I want to keep seeing that number and I don't want it to go down. If I see it you, go down, it depresses me. You,
0: you just go full Jeff basis. Like, huh?
1: like I've made it this far. Like running. a dragon.
0: Just looking at your treasure.
1: Right. hundred percent. Exactly. I'm just guarding it and just really hugging it tight. And I can't help, but think that, you know, this could have been a lot different because I could have, just been. Paid you could have been unemployed. Not unemployed, hundred percent. But I'm talking about. Besides, like, if the pandemic had not hit, you know, I could have been partying every weekend, spending my entire paycheck, not saving, not investing, not doing X, Y, Z,
0: and uh, really, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's um that's one of the things of like becoming an adult. And recently, I've been thinking a lot about that too, and it's it's how uh, how do we do that transition from our, our time on co- in college up to like our uh, work life and up to like our careers, and how there is a lot of conflict between between our college selves and like our or graduate self, like what we wanna be or like what we wanna become. I also wanna to talk to you about um what's it like uh what's it like over there during COVID times? Hey, oh my, my boy Abdullah he's in South Carolina as as we speak. I'm I'm over here in Atlanta. Yeah,
1: so I was uh, relocated for work purposes to Charleston, South Carolina and uh really in the beginning uh it was doing better than georgia was i guess at the same time even during the lockdown period i did not see much uh, i didn't see the crowds go down the rows were still full and maybe it didn't take its toll but then but i'm hearing some reports that cases are rising over here
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know i work in the construction industry and uh you know when you have to rewrite uh, you know safety is a big deal in construction it's a huge deal yeah so when you have to kind of erase everything you've ever known and kind of rewrite the rules for something that we've
0: never experienced in the last hundred years uh you know you know it's it's good you mentioned that because uh i'm from colombia and like in, in Colombia, interestingly enough, I just I keep seeing this uh, government mandated uh, biosecurity protocols that if you're a business and you wanna uh, like essentially like work, uh, you need to follow these very strict guidelines. We're talking about desanitation. Um, uh, we're talking about uh, m- mandated masks for customers and employees. We're talking about mandated health checks for for employees. And and then you come here to the US and is everybody's so lax about it and even when ca- cases are coming up and in Colombia like every everyone all the businesses are just being strongly regulated in order for them to comply with the biosecurity protocols and even to me to an extent where I where I see where I see the virus as, as what it is because of my background in biology, I, I still think like some of these requirements are a little too excessive. <laughs> like at, so I remember like at some point uh, during the whole pandemic in Colombia they were recommending people that whenever you left the house and whenever you go back you take off your clothes, you go in the shower, you put your clothes in the washing machine on hot water to disinfect it. And essentially, anything that came from outside need to be severely scrubbed and disinfected. And like to an extent, I just never thought that would be uh, that would be the right way to approach this. Because like, to at what point is it the effort you're putting to keep yourself safe uh, com- uh, uh, compared to like how safe that is actually making you? You know,
1: you know. I think you make a you make a pretty good point over there because it's you can go through that entire you know disinfecting process, washing your clothes and stuff like that, and still you know struggle with you know you're still facing with you're still faced with the same risks. I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't think that uh, I don't think that we can really. At least not at this moment, not without, you know, the proper vaccines and we can't eradicate it. All we can do is just kind of minimizing our risk. But at, exactly at the same time, like wearing a mask could protect you as much as, you know, desanitizing and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. going through that entire process to only give you, you know, three to five percent more protection, is it really worth it? going through that all is is it worth yeah like worth if only mind?
0: we're like one or two percent we're talking about decimals it's like man like people were like deeply disinfecting and scrubbing their houses it's like on a on a, on a weekly basis like at that point um I, I'm, I'm sorry but the virus is just not gonna be on a counter waiting for you to t- touch this counter to infect you
1: i'm telling you my own parents were were wife were urging me to wipe down my groceries when I would get them
0: I mean and to be honest I, I I did that for like a week and then I was like'm I'm, I'm no no I'm I'm not about to wipe down my groceries every time I go grocery shopping you know and it's it not the life I want
1: it was cool you know when we didn't know much about the virus and if if anyone who's listening still does this
0: I'm not by any means saying you should I mean uh, yeah, like everything from the beginning, from the beginning everything's been an individual individual risk assessment of how much risk are you willing to take versus how much effort you want to put to to diminish that risk. Right. And for us, for me and Abu, we're comfortable to where we stand right now. And if you're not comfortable, uh just do what you need to do to feel comfortable and safe. <music> Hey guys, this is Jose in post production. I just wanted to take a quick minute to reiterate that you should be following health official guidelines and do whatever you consider necessary to keep you and your loved ones safe. Okay, back to the show.
1: The only reason, you know, Joe says that we're kind of comfortable with where we're at, and let me make this very clear, I live in South Carolina, where I do not really know anyone, and I live on my own, so I'm not really risking anyone but myself. I, you know, I don't go out much unless unless it's necessary. Uh, I do go to the office because we are... Uh, currently transitioning back those bills
0: aren't gonna pay themselves huh
1: right right and i prefer not that i i mean not that i hated working from home but i definitely feel more productive in the office i definitely feel productive surrounded by people who are working on the same kind of project that i am and you know not necessarily i'm not being supervised but i like being in the office
0: uh setting well you know in a way uh i i kind of agree with you and kind of disagree with you to a certain point because like for me when i when i was working in the office i always felt like i was like bothering people uh whenever i like needed help with something Uh, because it was just like someone is just working in the middle of something and then you don't know when you interrupt them if if something important they were working on uh, but now with working from home, it's as e- as, as, as easy as just uh, sending a message to someone or sending, like, a message in general to everybody. And then whoever has the availability, like, they can help you out. And, like, as being being a, a, a new employee, that's, that's super helpful, at least for me, because I don't feel like I'm actually, like, uh, disturbing someone's workflow uh, just to get them to, like, answer, like, a question I have or, like, a doubt I have. You know, it's, it's, it's really funny and bringing up
1: like the topic of like six feet and, you know, you never really put six feet into perspective, but a coworker of mine did this and I kind of commend him for doing that. He pretty much stood. So we have in our office, we have the stand up tables. Well, the tables that kind of go up and down. So he had, he had, he had a measuring tape, uh, on his te- on his desk, and he extended the measuring tape from his desk all the way to the door of his office, and that was six feet. So every time you- every time you walked by, you saw a long stick of measuring tape that measured six feet, which is pretty much the distance from the table to the actual door. So
0: now, no one can go inside that office. No one can really go
1: inside. And if you want to talk to him, you talk to him from the door of the office, and then essentially that's what helped us figure out what really what six feet was. And, wow. you know, six, six feet for, I know some people when they go to
0: are you, are you, are you like having your meetings in person?
1: No, no. We all have our meetings in our individual offices and our meetings are on, uh, online, whether, yeah, you know, like Zoom. Microsoft Teams or Google Hangouts. So, Google. so
0: you guys are working, are, work, are, are working from the office, having meetings through Zoom while in the office.
1: Yes except wow. I mean I'll be honest it saves me I mean I can go to someone's office obviously like at a distance and wearing a mask and get a question answered that might take me you know hours to get an answer off a phone call or an email if I was at home So do you
0: do you do you feel that Zoom meetings are more productive than face to face meetings uh See, um I don't think that they're more productive,
1: but I will definitely I mean it's hard for if I was an interviewer, it's hard for me to hire someone off a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, because you know, um I like to focus on like micro uh micro gestures and you know how they how their speech is affected and i feel like if you're not face to face with the person it takes some pressure off of the person which can be a good thing i mean you you get a you get a decent interview out of it but if you really want a good candidate i feel like it should be an in-person you need to see how they're faced when you know dealt with a type of
0: Intimidation. Yeah, there are there are things you can or, only pick up from people when you have them in front of you.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. It tells you a lot. I mean, kind of kind of how they talked about when uh, when John F. Kennedy was having the debates
0: with uh, I forget who was running against. Oh, him. Uh, John F. Kennedy and uh, what's um and Nixon debates. I don't think it was Nixon, but whoever it was, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it was Nixon. Had... The first televised debate. Exactly,
1: and they had said that on the radio they would have voted for the other person, but on television they would have voted Kennedy. And it Mm -hmm. just tells you, like, being in person really, uh, or being able to see the person's gesture. There are some things you you can
0: only pick up from having people in front of you. Right. Yep. No. Now, now that you say that, it's just. Because I, I I I I brought it up uh, the, the whether you think Zoom uh, Zoom meetings are more productive than face to face meetings, because I feel like Zoom meetings or like online meetings per se, uh, they just go by so quick because it's like everybody wants to go in and everybody wants to get out of the meeting and like with that perspective of like everybody is trying to like leave the meeting as soon as possible. In a way we're trying to push a lot of information yeah yeah some might get conflicted but like it's very easy to solve compared to like being in person I don't know maybe from from my past experiences just like in person meetings they can really drag on uh whenever but let me tell like you. but let me tell you mm-hmm. something that I've noticed in terms of having these
1: zoom meetings is uh when you're having the face to face meetings uh usually they tend to be for let's say the upper management per se that would go to these meetings and you know you being let's say still an entry-level person might not need to attend those meetings that are kind of for the upper management but having these meetings online and having kind of an unlimited amount of people allowed to be in there Mm -hmm. they it kind of gave room for kind of some lower level people like myself to kind of Listen in on these. Even though I, uh, you know, ninety percent of my meetings, I am silent, muted the mm-hmm. whole time, not talking, just kind of digesting, digesting, listening in, listening in. You know, it gave the managers and everyone who works for our company the capacity to train the entry levels, kind of telling them that hey, this is how this. These are scenarios that are these are th- these are the hands that are dealt to us. And this is how we handle them in these meetings, because eventually you will be running these kinds of meetings or asked a certain question in these kinds of meetings, and this is how you're expected to act. so it says in a way prior to the pandemic, these meetings were held uh, in person, so obviously space is limited you don't have yes. you know you don't have uh, many people that go there, but now I'm seeing on these zoom or hangouts or whatever you want to whatever platform i'm seeing up to 75 80 people attending these meetings wow you know and i think it really gives room for it helps you learn you you pick up a lot
0: you 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 do you you actually do i actually try i actually try to actively get myself included to meetings even if they're not relevant to this stuff i'm doing because you can always like learn something or like pick up something from someone at some meeting in a way and also the fact that we are uh, entry we have entry positions so we're essentially just sponges absorbing everything around us i'm assuming like at some point we're just going to get to the point where we just have so many meetings that we actually don't want to participate in them you know it almost it
1: almost makes me wonder how were things prior to the pandemic because when you work in the construction industry you're working with 10, maybe 20 different companies at once. So it made me wonder how they even fit everyone. They must have had one to two representatives per company.
0: They probably
1: had meetings to talk about meetings. Right. And and then now, if you're having 70 people, it might aid the division of labor, and it really helps, I think, the communication process, you know? So... Mm say that you didn't know that something needed to get done because it wasn't communicated to you because you didn't attend a certain meeting. Now you attend that meeting. So had someone who was supposed to tell you forgot, you still have an idea of
0: what you may be responsible of doing. You know, with with you saying that, uh, it actually makes me think about this. This thing I read about how companies uh, should build courage into their employees. And then by courage, is use uh, the courage of saying something without having all the information at your hand and be, uh, be confident in what you're saying, you know? So if, if, for example, if you know something I don't and there is something that's concerning me and I bring it up, but you know... Uh, But you know, like, that's not really an issue because you already have control of it. Courage is me being able to bring the issue up without having all the information in my hand. Because I don't know if you ever feel this way because many times it's like you don't feel you should participate in something just because you don't know if you have all the information about that specific issue. See, and I I agree to this. It really depends. If you're having an internal
1: meeting, then, yes, I 100% believe that, you know, speak up because at, at the end of the day, you're all one team. However, yes. if you're a team meeting with a different company or a client, or. Oh, yeah,
0: you company, always need to know. You, know, you need place. to know when
1: to speak because That's if you right. say something not knowing the whole information, it makes you look like you have a lack of communication within your team. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and you want to always make it. Even if that's not the case, you want to make it seem like you and your team are communicating and are all on the same page. So, and it's happened. It's happened multiple times. I've seen it happen where, you know, where representatives from the same company will say things that contradict each other. Now, how does that make them look? So, courage. I I think I would encourage that in in internal meetings within. But yeah, it comes to. You're meeting with client. Yeah, like
0: teams teams should guarantee uh, all of its members uh, uh, should encourage uh, courage for their members. They should encourage um, confidence and they should encourage like making mistakes.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, But also you should know what to speak, man. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, you should know your place because trust me. I've had a, I've had times where I've tried to speak up, and then as soon as the meeting ends, I have one or two people at my door being like, what the hell were you saying in there? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm an entry-level guy, so I don't really know much, but I just feel like, you know, back to the story, the pandemic leading up to the Zoom meetings, leading up to allowing entry-level people access into meetings that they would have not had access to before because now that gives them an idea of hey where are we at as an internal team and then where are we at as a project as a whole you know so for them to have that kind of insight I think it goes a long way and I think it I think it adds you know, a year of experience in a few months. It's been it's been a good transition, I think, in, back into the office. And uh, I can never imagine being an employer in this case, you know? Having to make the decision, having, having to make a decision between, you know, I need to find a way to keep the company going and keep these people employed. At the same time, I want to keep these people safe, you know? So... Uh, and then the question is, when when can we make a decision to come back? You know,
0: Espe- especially with uh, with like some of these companies. i uh, not necessarily construction because construction you you need people. I mean, I'm, I'm
1: talking. To, I'm on the construction in, in terms of being like an office staff in, in management and engineering and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But I mean, it, if you're working out there, it's you know it's responsibility of. The management staff to make sure that the people working in the field have the adequate equipment and uh, you know PPE necessary to still be safe and aware of themselves and their surroundings even during a pandemic and honestly I think one of the big things causing a causing an outbreak in the construction industry specifically is you are urged to report any symptom and the thing is symptoms these are symptoms that are very common you know headache a cough a so where do i draw the line between when do i report a symptom because you know i could just be dehydrated and have a headache versus or hangover or hangover you know which is technically dehydration, if you think about it. But uh, or do I or am I sick? You know. So where do you draw the line? Because if you're someone working in the field, you're nine times out of ten probably paid hourly. Yes. So an hour that you lose off the job site is an hour that
0: you're not paid. No, especially if you're uh, used to doing like overtime and you depend a lot on that overtime. So so you're you, you're here making a decision between
1: uh you know do i do i want to put food on the table versus do i want to protect the people around me and that's a tough decision to make and honestly it's hard not to empathize with the people who hide these symptoms because they are thinking about themselves and their families at the same time if they are positive then they're affecting the other workers around them and really where do you draw the line that's just something faced in in this industry and it's 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 difficult because like I said you need to kind of erase the rule book and throw it out the window and write
0: up a new set of rules yeah and and in a way uh with the construction industry there are all these regulations about uh, worker safety but now that literally every employee of every single company uh, it, it it's exp- it has uh it's exposed to a level of degree, degree of risk. All the companies have to start, yeah, like living under that umbrella of regulation of things you have to provide for your workers. I'm like, dude, that's, I, that, that's difficult. It's like now if I'm, if I'm just like a small business, like mom and pop, suddenly I need to guarantee the safety of all my employees. Because look,
1: every, usually every activity in any trade or any construction site, every activity has a certain risk associated with it. And usually mm-hmm. you rate your risks, I think, one to 10. You know, one being uh, very uh, unlikely and not really that uh, that lethal. Mm-hmm. Like now you need to add, so something like, because now something as simple as even walking now has a risk associated with it Now you need to increase the risk of just walking, which would have been let's say a one on the scale now is a three on the scale because you need to make sure you're within proximity, and there is no way to guarantee that for everyone and in that sense uh it's difficult, but we go back to we go back to uh you know wiping down your groceries and washing your clothes in hot water versus wearing a mask, you know one can only mm-hmm. do so much, so uh, yeah. as long as you're just not keeping people forcing people to be exposed to that, like I wouldn't you don't need to swarm up to do specific activities. And if you do, you can you, you should have some level of, you know, PPE or protection, face no. masks, face shields, whatever you want. What does what what does PPE stands
0: for? Personal protective equipment personal protective equipment is, is that's just like a regular term you guys have in construction well, right it's not
1: only in construction it's used in the medical industry to describe mm-hmm. masks and gloves and all that so now it has to apply
0: to every single employee that interacts with like a customer for like in groups of people yeah so in construction the ppe would be you know your hard hat your gloves your
1: your, uh, your safety glasses your safety boots and now Your face mask and your face shield and you know your your gloves and your sanitizer. Really, it's it's been a struggle, and I want to say I'm glad I'm not making the decisions. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think I have, I don't think I've developed the guts to make these decisions about, honestly, uh, about hundreds of people that can be working for me. And uh from from a personal point of view, I feel safe and I feel my employer has provided a safe working space for me and for the people we have in the field and I really commend them. I don't want yeah. to mention who they are, but uh you know, yeah, <laughs> if there's anyone from my from my employer listening, I really commend uh,
0: your efforts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I I feel the same way. We just we just have the liberty to like stay home right now, and I've been very thankful for that. Because again, I just I just feel I can get so much more done at home compared to being in the office. I, I feel like the fact that I have so much control about what I work on, and I don't feel that pressure to like show I'm working on something, and I can just like take my time to work on things. That's been very helpful. But again, there's like eventually I would like to go back in the office. Uh with all the measurements and everything, of course. Uh just for the sake of like having a routine outside of my house. Which at times um I remember like reading this quote that we're not working from home, <laughs> we're living at work. With... Some of us are just, like, available all the time now because, like, our office is right there.
1: Understood. And honestly, I feel like the commute is really what annoys people rather than being at the office.
0: You know, surprisingly, like, I kind of miss my commute because that's the time I had to listen to the music I like, to listen to the podcasts I like, to just slow down a little bit in life because everything was, every traffic in Atlanta is terrible. Um, but that was like the time I had to just like, let go, you know, and now I just don't have that. It's, it's so yeah, now, how, now, like now, now you go to work we right? adapt them for our, ourselves, right?
1: Now you're supposed to go to work at 9am and you're waking up at 8.59. To
0: be honest, man, my first meeting, it's uh, eight in the morning. I literally wake up at 7.45 to plug into that meeting. <laughs> like wow. it's the first thing I do when I get off bed right like, i i don't think that's healthy man no not at all and uh one thing that i did realize
1: about it but you know what that's a, another topic probably for another day uh, and, uh honestly not bad for a first podcast
0: do you think honestly yeah not not bad uh yeah this is exciting uh again guys uh any anything else you want to you want to say before we wrap it up? No, I've
1: said everything. You know, this is kind of, you know, kind of this episode or this uh, podcast this is, was really. Yeah, this our first episode. Yeah. Like,
0: don't judge us too hard. OK,
1: yeah. And uh, it was kind of it revolved around. We try to stay on topic, the COVID topic, really. And it's a topic that's on all of our minds right now. Yeah. And just kind of without involving any outer factor just kind of make it personal i thought for the first podcast it stayed on topic even even though it it, it talked about it in different fields It still i mean yeah on if,
0: if you think about it that's just how conversations go like no conversation is just gonna remain on a single topic right
1: now i think we stayed consistent with the topic because the base was still the same mm-hmm. but anyways um if you did tune into this if we know you, thank you. If we don't know you, welcome. And uh, if we don't know you, that's actually really exciting. Yeah, that tells me a lot. And uh, really, thank you for tuning in to, to the first episode. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's
0: been fun. It's been really fun. And look forward to some more. I agree, Uh So this is just me saying bye. Thank you guys for joining Saraha, the podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Boom, baby. First episode on the books.
1: <laughs> Yo, do you stop recording?
0: Uh no, I'm gonna stop recording in a second. See if I can get some clips for uh the intro or something.
1: Damn. That was actually that was actually super fun and it went super cool. Like it flowed into each other.
0: Yeah, I'm uh I I thinking I'm thinking calling this episode uh pilot. Uh no, uh your in uh your individual what's